Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Our time has just gone six past the hour of six and it's that time of the day again where we pick apart uh, the day that was and more importantly on a Monday, the weekend that was in the world of sport. The big performances, the heroic acts and some of the flops we call a spade a spade right here on Zimbabwe's biggest sports show and bringing it to you, Chris Meadzi, Barry Manandi, I am Mike Madoda. The man behind the desk is Sean Tafarinika, our producer and hopefully a bit later on we'll be joined by Alois Bungira, the former Warriors international, who will be giving us his football punditry. But what can you look forward to on the home front? The Zimbabwe netball team say they'll now target a top six finish at next year's Netball World Cup after they booked their place at the global meet in South Africa. Plus, Chevron's all-rounder Wesley Madeverem says he was delighted to make the most of an unexpected opportunity after scoring a career-best high score of 72 off just 91 balls during the first one-day international game. Australia, despite Zimbabwe's five-wicket defeat. We'll also have international sport for you and frustrated South Africa coach Jacques Ninebam. Rude missed opportunities and handling errors are for costing them their rugby championship match against the Wallabies but said lessons had been learned ahead of the second test next week. And we'll also take you around the world in 60 with updates from the US, England as well as Belgium. In the Casalago World Football Report, uh, Tottenham striker Harry Kane has set his side on chasing down Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League goal-scoring record after his two goals against Nottingham Forest moved him up to join third on the scoring charts. In La Liga, Barcelona manager Xavi has hailed the qualities of Robert Lewandowski after he bagged a brace in the convincing 4-0 win over Real Valladolid last night. And in Syria, Juventus coach says that Bianconeri should have killed off Roma when they had the chance as the Giallo Rossi striker Tammy Abraham scored late in in the second half to earn a one-all draw in Turin. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Zimbabwe Netball say they'll, they'll now target a top six finish at next year's Netball World Cup after they book their place at the global meet in Pretoria. The Gems will join South Africa, Uganda and Malawi from the continent of Africa after defeating Zambia 59-41 to in a thrilling third and fourth position playoff match that was played on Saturday. This will be the second time the national team will participate in the World Cup, having played at the 2019 edition which was hosted in on Merseyside Liverpool where they finished finished eighth overall. Now, Zimbabwe coach Ropa Fazo Mutsaoki says he's very pleased with the Gems qualification for the World Cup. This win, uh, this qualification is not for me only, but for the whole country. So, the, the country back home is 
very, very uh, happy with this win. And uh, this is our second consecutive win, so it's very important to the country and it's, 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 it's uh, something which we, we can say uh, congratulations to everyone. Just to recap what happened in South Africa, the Gems uh, lost just one pool match at the qualifiers that was uh, against South Africa before being defeated by Malawi in the semi-finals. That defeat setting up a clash with neighbours Zambia, uh, whom Zimbabwe dominated from start to finish. No surprises in the result versus Zambia, expected because we certainly should be beating teams like Zambia. But overall, Chris, when you take a look at the tournament as well, we can't fault Zimbabwe for losing to nations like South Africa and Malawi. Those are better than us. But the matches that we were supposed to win, we certainly won and we won in style. Yeah, and when you take a look at the results from the the teams that were able to beat a South African Malawi who are ranked significantly higher than we are in the world standings, we were still able to, to stay within the game. It wasn't a, a complete whitewash. We weren't overawed completely. And I think that really gives um, the gems some inspiration as they go to the World Cup that they can compete um, and the teams that we were able to beat we beat emphatically and that's very important again from a confidence perspective but also just notching ourselves exactly where we should be in those rankings and also when we get to the World Cup we're not going to be Minos. Well against Zambia the James wing defender Clarice Quaramba was named player of the match he was the standout performer in that match we often talk about uh, Felicitas Kwangwa Barry uh, based out uh, in England uh, playing uh, netball at a very high level uh, but uh, little is said uh, of her partner her erstwhile partner who's also doing great things in arguably an even tougher league uh, in Australia yeah indeed uh, you're obviously talking about Joyce Tereza uh, in uh, in Australia uh, who's, who's doing her bit uh, over there as well and she was perfect uh, in the shooting circle so I think uh, the more players we have out there mm. uh, playing in, in uh, tough leagues uh, playing overseas uh, um, it, it bodes well for our netball, yes, but it also bodes well for the national team because their contribution becomes at a higher level. And when we go to a World Cup, maybe not this, but possibly for the next World Cup, when we go to those type of competitions, we actually have a realistic opportunity to think about looking up rather than behind us at, as to who's chasing. Which is why qualification for this World Cup was important, wasn't it? Matt? Yeah, absolutely important because to keep that momentum uh, and also keep our players like uh, uh, the Clarice Colombo as Ursland lovers of this world uh, to be in that shop window for moves uh, in, uh, to various uh, leagues, various uh, sides that are looking for uh, talent that is uh, budding and is, is, is uh, our green shoots. And we've got lots of them clearly in the gems. Uh, Tonde has got in touch uh, and uh, he says uh, excellent performances by the gems, especially given the injuries they suffered during the tournament. Also, height seems to be a problem when we face the likes of South Africa and Malawi. Unfortunately, that's not a problem. We'll be able to rectify anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, so if you want to send your congratulatory message uh, to the gems who have qualified uh, for the World Cup, uh, please do so. 0731-168-045 and we'll try and read your message. And next up, we move from netball and we go down under to the cricket. Hi, my name is Sean Williams, Zimbabwe cricket captain. You're listening to ZFM Sport. Z.
Uh, Chevron's all-rounder Wesley Madeira says he was uh, delighted to make the most of an unexpected opportunity after scoring a career-best high score of 72 off 91 balls during the first one-day international against Australia in Townsville despite Zimbabwe's five-wicket defeat. The 21-year-old right-handed batsman was set to miss out on the opening match at the Riverway Stadium after a difficult run of form with the bat during the recent ODI series against Bangladesh and India. Let's hear from Madeira. To be honest, I didn't know that I was going to play today. Uh, I was told yesterday that I wasn't going to play. But I uh, found out this morning that uh, Sean wasn't doing too well with the, with the elbow. And, uh, that's when uh, the coach told me that I was playing. There was uh, a little bit of grass on the wicket. Uh, but to be honest, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, pretty much similar conditions with uh, the South African sort of uh, type of wickets. Uh, were exposed to, to those kind of conditions when I was at school, so I was quite, uh, uh, I pretty much knew what was happening a little bit there, and uh, but uh, overall it was nice to be there. Uh, Madhavir, they're confirming that he actually been told that he wasn't going to feature. And then there was that last-minute elbow injury to Sean Williams. And that saw him being included in the playing 11 on the morning of the match. And he didn't disappoint, Chris, because he put in a performance that reminded the selectors and Zimbabwe cricket fans that he has plenty of potential, which he could possibly fulfill if given time and the right sort of guidance. Yeah guidance, time and also just patience. I think even from Zimbabwe cricket fans as well. I think when he start, when he came onto the scene, we were very excited about him. Oh, took off. I mean, like a house on fire. Wasn't Absolutely. It? And then there was a bit of a dip in form um, where we didn't see the results we were expecting. This scenario, we're playing against Australia. We're not expecting much from Madevere. Mm. Here he comes with... Um, I think it was 72 ball, 72 off 91 balls. Um, and it's not necessarily the kind of performance that we've seen from him in recent times. Not and much less now that he's in Australia, where I think it's a much tougher opponent that we've faced in the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was up against uh, the world-class performances of uh, Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood, as well as Adam Zampa, uh, and he was able to hold his own. And in fact, it was his knockberry that actually gave a semblance of respectability, uh, respectability <laughs> yeah. to our score, because uh, yeah. we were eventually, of course, uh, knocked over for 247.3 overs, which really speaks to the fact that it was tough going out there yeah, for yeah. our batsmen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was going to be the lower hundreds. Uh, uh, at, at, at best had Madere not uh, uh, put on that resilient performance so in truth it was a knock that we sorely needed uh, and a knock from a player we least expected he himself uh, didn't expect so perhaps I think in future what we should do is Tom Seta and then we only tell him on the morning of the game that actually you're playing uh, clearly surprises do well for you. Hey, I, I, that's I, tricky I, 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 I want to stay with you Barry because uh, if you take a look at uh, the way that the wickets were shared uh, by the Australian bowlers uh, this deck uh, gave a lot of purchase to the slower bowlers yeah, yeah. Uh, to the medium paces and to the spinners concerns there that Zimbabwe seems to struggle against quality spin because we saw Zampa have something of a field deck yeah um, and I think that's as a re- direct result of what we've always been talking about on the reverse whereby we don't have 
uh, credible spin in this mm. country. Uh, so yeah. we don't face yeah, it. Guys, we're turning the hour. We don't face it on the training ground every day. Hundred percent. So if we don't face it, we can't prepare for it. So I think that's a, a solution that's sorely required. And I know we perhaps our brains trust has been looking down upon that, but it needs address and needs redress very quickly. Well, the three match series between Australia and the Chevrons continues in Townsville on Wednesday. Hi, my name's Ryan Kens, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Let's give you a local sports news roundoff, starting with uh, rugby news, where Zimbabwe National 15's rugby team captain Hilton Mudariki is contemplating establishing a sports-centred foundation to assist and develop sporting talent in the country as his career in national colours approaches the twilight zone. The 30-year-old scrum half revealed that he wants to represent the country for a few more years as he establishes a foundation as several clubs are chasing his signature in the aftermath of the World Cup qualifiers. Head over to some hockey news, Zimbabwe set to host the central South Africa or Africa Games hockey qualifiers from Wednesday at St. John's Educational Trust AstroTurf in Harare. The tournament will last for five days as four countries compete for a spot in the 13th edition of the All Africa Games in Ghana next year. The countries taking part in the qualifiers are Zimbabwe, Namibia, Malawi and and Zambia. We'll finish off with some polo news. The chairman of the Zimbabwe Polo Association, Jonathan Pasapotis, has expressed his gratitude to the local business community for their support of the sport locally as it continues to recover from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Pasapotis' remarks came after one of Zimbabwe's most prestigious equestrian fixtures on the annual sporting and social calendar. The Titan Law Senior Open made its long-awaited return after a two-year absence with a memorable event held at Thorn Park Polo Grounds. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Keep your messages coming in on our WhatsApp number and of course we'll try and read them over the course of the show. The number 0731-168-045. Someone has sent us a message here. Uh, says, yes, congratulations to the gems, but my calculator was Zimsport. Coach where my gems for the last three games leading to our qualification. I think that's slightly disrespectful though Very, uh, to the gems because this, this was never about us uh, calculating needing to beat someone by a certain margin of points. No, No. it was always clear from the very start of the tournament that South Africa would win this tournament. That Malawi was better than us, would would finish second, and that Zimbabwe needed to beat the team that was likely to be Zambia. Yeah, which was likely to be Zambia. So, Pangapasina Kaukileta Padaba, this actually, this campaign went exactly according to how Zimbabwe Netball wanted it to go, and we congratulate them for qualifying for the World Cup, which is a phenomenal achievement. It's now back-to-back qualification. Let's go international with our sport. We are talking rugby where frustrated Springboks coach Jacques Nineba rude missed opportunities and handling errors for costing them their rugby championship match against Australia, but said lessons had been learned for the second test, which is set for this weekend. After conceding a try in the opening minute, the world champions uh, the Springboks dominated possession in the first half at Adelaide Oval on Saturday, but despite intense pressure, failed to make it count as they went down 25-17 to to the Wallabies. Let's hear from Jacques Nenegaard. We're all emotional now. 
So we'll have to have a good look and see why. But yes, we 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 came down in there, 22 the the, the back end of the first half, and uh, yeah, we we just didn't get any conversion of points. I said it now in the change room. You know, that's a that's the beauty of rugby. You you've got seven days, and then you get another opportunity. So for us, it's listen, uh, take our lessons and have a good look at the the game, and uh, then uh, change a couple of things if we have to. And then it's up to the next week. Z. Well, the Wallabies talked about a, a very strong start, Barry, and uh, a strong start is exactly what they managed to achieve in this game. Uh, and before South Africa knew it, uh, the Wallabies were over the hills and, and far, far away. away. 100%. And uh, in truth, when you hear something like that, South Africa didn't then, I don't think, do much to counter it and try and slow them down. Or do they have the game, the though? Because we've they always don't. talked about it, and we talked about it on Friday, mm, fair that, enough, you know yeah. what, the Springboks, do they have the game to chase down an opponent yeah. with a sizable lead? Yeah. Can they run the ball, for example, from deep, yeah. from within the 22, uh, create that bit of magic that allows you to score in fives and sevens Indeed. as opposed to threes? In threes, and, and we, we got our answer. They don't. Uh, so if uh, Jacques Nineveh is to be honest and I listen it's fighting talk he's talking to the media uh, so he talks about oh we need their things we need to, to fix and whatnot. but it's a it's an entire mindset shift to have another arrow in their quiver in terms of a match plan well take a look at the log standings Chris uh, they make for very interesting reading because <laughs> after Argentina beat the All Blacks for the first time in New Zealand with a stunning 25 to 18 win in Christchurch oh. on Saturday oh. it looks like someone has just plonked that log upside down <laughs> because South Africa brings up the rear uh, they've just got four points New Zealand are second from the bottom with five points and then at the very top it's Argentina and Australia with nine points if we had been asked to put a flatter uh, on these teams before the start of the tournament would have had it the other way around, isn't it? Completely, and we would have lost a chunk of money to boot. Um, <laughs> when you're just taking a look at the way things have unfolded here, um, just, I think, for example, the Springboks and the Wallabies, the Wallabies just had their best performance against the world number one. And when you take a look at that game, they had incredible defense, um, well-worked attacking set pieces, and that's what managed to earn them the win. So, stark contrast in terms of what we would have expected just going into this game, but also just taking a look at the way that table sits at the moment. And uh, Argentina, Barry, they thumped the Wallabies two weeks ago yep. uh, in Argentina and then they come and they do this in New Zealand. In New Zealand. And I think it's, it's really speaking into the potential the next World Cup has got uh, in 2023, which could be the most open World Cup yet in recent years. We usually go into a World Cup tournament with one or two nations we yeah. think is going to yeah. win, yeah. but now it looks like there's as many as six nations that can stake a claim. For sure, and I think that uh, now uh, everybody who was impatient including you and I, uh, <laughs> about including the Pumas in the rugby championship, I think now has to eat humble pie on yep. the basis that they have come up in leaps and bounds. The only thing we probably wish is that the Italians would do the same in, in the Northern up Hemisphere there, yeah. and, and up their game and, 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 and include another nation that we can look at uh, to, to cause upsets at the World Cup. But certainly, the RGs are going to be tough to beat. Absolutely. Coming up, we take you around the world in 60 updates from the US, England and Belgium and their and when we come back, we'll be taking a look at the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League where Highlanders upended Caps United at Barber Fields. Hi, I'm Jesse Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds. International Sports News.
We tee off in the United States where Rory McIlroy hailed the PGA Tour as the greatest place on earth to play golf after making FedEx Cup history with a dramatic victory at the season-ending Tour Championship. The Northern Irishman scooped the $18 million jackpot after overturning a six-stroke deficit during a thrilling final round at East Lake with McIlroy posting a 4-under-66 to end the week on 21-under and a shot clear of world number one Scotty Scheffler. We head over to England. Ben Stokes hailed a benchmark performance from England as they responded to defeat at Lords with a dominant innings and 85 runs win over South Africa in Manchester. The skipper was at the heart of all Brendan McCullum's side did as well as he set the tone at the crease with a clinical century while collecting four wickets across the contest to help the host level the series. And we'll touch down in Belgium where Max Verstappen tightened his grip on the Formula One World Championship with a stunning victory from 14th on the grid. <laughs> really, Michael? As Red Bull sealed a dominant 1-2 at the Belgian Grand Prix. Despite his lowly starting position, which had been caused by a grid penalty incurred for taking new engine parts, Verstappen seed through the field to win by 17 seconds from his teammate Sergio Perez. Don't miss the full Formula One report. It's proudly brought to you by Zamoko and that is on tomorrow's show and you'll also hear from a uh, closet Red Bull fan, Mike Madruda. <laughs> <laughs> from Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. We are at uh, Barberfields where Borsa coach Jose Brito praised his team's fighting spirit as Highlanders staged a dramatic comeback to collect maximum points against the 10-man Caps United in an exciting 2-1 win at Barberfields. Uh, two second-half goals by Divine Mindelira and substitute Washington Navaya ensured victory for the hosts after William Manondo had thrust the green machine ahead in the first half. Let's hear from Jose Brito. Of course, of course, we are very happy because we won, and in the ending, this is the main meaning of the game. So we are happy. We are happy for the boys, and we want to thank everyone that during the f- the second half support us to go forward on the field to do to do two to goals and to turn the score. This victory doesn't belong to our words; it belongs to the heart of the players that in the half time they felt that they could do to the supporters. So they did, and this is really good because at the end we at the end we finish happy everyone see uh, certainly Highlanders uh, will be happy with the result uh, having beaten Caps United uh, 2-1 take a look at the game uh, Alois uh, we've got to first of all give credit uh, to the Caps United players that showed up at Barberfields for making a feast of it uh, a lot of people expected these players to buckle uh, to just lie down uh, and uh, get a hiding from Highlanders but they made the Highlanders work for the victory uh, and at one point took the lead yes it, it, they were not playing great football Caps United not by any stretch of the imagination but they worked hard yeah uh, it was a good uh, it was a, it was good to see Caps United uh, coming out and play that game you know clip uh, ends for them for showing up because I, I I was thinking that they might just not show up uh, for for the match uh, but they did and uh, it was uh, it was it's disheartening Mike you know uh, this club is close to my close to my heart and uh, I got a call from Barry he was asking me whether the team is is fulfilling the then I was like I'm not so sure I'm, I'm also worried in, in fact let me just find out just now yeah. what's happening 
And that time, man, I get, I get to hear that they are still on the road. Yeah. They are still on the road, like far from Blawayo. So this guy has probably arrived in Blawayo somewhere after midnight or yeah, something like late, that. Late, late yeah, yeah. So the, this is not a good situation, guys, to be honest. So heads off to the players. They oh. arrived there way past midnight. They got onto the field. They even took the lead. Yeah. They got so heads off to them. But uh, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not healthy. Yeah, it's, it's not it's healthy. Not, it's not really healthy. But well done to Islanders. If, if there's an opponent is in front of you, mm, you beat you the beat opponent. Them. It doesn't matter yeah. whether they didn't sleep or they slept. <laughs> beat the opponent. Uh, Chris, yeah. let's talk about the man who gave uh, Caps United the lead, William Manondo. Uh, his mm-hmm. 15th uh, goal of the season, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's been able to score despite the yeah. troubles at Caps United. I think he's. I think when we take a look at, uh, and I know it's, it may be slightly premature, but I don't believe it is because we are almost two-thirds way, way uh, through the through season. The season. But yeah. if Caps United is to make a contribution to the soccer stars of the year, surely to be the golden boot winner, William Manondo, who has, uh, uh, you know what, overcame this adversity yeah. uh, to lead the golden boot race. And it shows incredible mental strength because Caps United has been in the mire for majority of the season. Yeah. I think it's only the first few fixtures where we didn't have any uh, you know, background noise around Caps United. But after that, being able to score consistently, and I think especially in this game, where there were very low expectations of what Caps mm. United could do, get in there, score the first goal, I think is very good for him. And again, like Aloy said, some of these players are performing exceptionally well consistently yeah. Because this could be an audition for them to go elsewhere from Caps United. Highlanders uh, working their way back into this game, uh, Barry, but they, they really put themselves in that situation where uh, they were trailing. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. there were a couple of defensive lapses which were not punished, yep. but this one, about which William Manondo scored, they, they got punished and yeah. it was always coming because in terms of just their mental strength these young Highlanders players Barry they just seem to be in a in a place where and they're not looking to kill off opponents they're not willing to be professional I think they enjoy the ambience of barbecues yes, the, the fans yeah. showing up the crowd backing them ETC and they don't end up being entirely professional in the approach. I mean, when they score one, you I mean, you saw the wild shot. I think it was from um, uh, Divine Mindinida. Mindinida you know, yeah. I was thinking, what on earth? What are you doing? Even yeah. Messi will never score from there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> much less you. You haven't even scored on a training, bro. Yeah. So, no. Um, and and I agree with you. I think I think that uh, there's a lot of youthful exuberance there. Um, also, I think that uh, centre half missed uh, Peter Mdua, uh, who was out on on uh, suspension. Yes, they seemed a bit brittle. There was they seemed a bit a bit brittle. Also, the even their distances, you could tell that uh, they were sometimes very far apart. Like for instance, when this goal was scored, uh, he, the pass was never on, and and he was trying to make the pass, and there was William Manondo uh, to pounce, and and credit to William Manondo, he was able to then uh, finish it off. But absolutely, if they keep their heads in the in the game and then play effective, productive football, Highlanders actually got a good side. So maybe in the next season or two seasons to come, Highlanders is going to be a force to reckon. Well, a message has come through here. It says Hans Refra got Birira game. Caps deserved a draw from that match, and I'm sure the incident that he's talking about Cap, uh, is is what I want to hear from you, Alois. Uh, Marshall Mashazani. You know, one of the most experienced players in our local yeah. league comes on as a substitute. He's only been on the field for three minutes uh, in the second half. He's then red carded five minutes before full time uh, by referee Alan Bashi for a tackle on Navaya. Uh, and uh, you know what? That put paid to Caps United.
United's chances in this game. What are your thoughts on that incident? Harsh red card, that one? It's a red card. It is a red card. You know, I, I don't believe in people that maybe it's because I'm a striker. I mm. feel it mm. when somebody tackles me uh, in bad spirit, in bad manner. I, 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 don't, I don't have any uh, sympathy for somebody who does so that. So for you, it was a you know, crude lunge yeah, that deserved it, it, a red card. Yes. yes. And I don't under, I don't know also, I think there's some disciplinary issues with the Machazana as well. This should be like third red card yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't, is it it doesn't work well for the, for the club. Or it's age. He's uh, one of the oldest yeah, guys so in like the league. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, so it could be a question know. of now his reactions are yes. no longer where they're yeah. supposed to be. So age and attitude. And I yeah. think, you, like you mentioned, just mm. when you're taking a look at his age, there may be an element of overcompensating that's there as well because I need to make sure that I still make an impact and this is how I'm going to do it. All right, uh, let's uh, run through the results uh, from Match Day 25 for the Costa Laga Premier Soccer League, ZPC Kariba and Dynamos. A goalless draw, Black Rhinos 2-1 victors over Chicken. Gezi Platinum Stars goalless draw with FC Platinum Barry missed opportunity for the chasing pack Dynamos yeah, yeah. unable to get three points in Kariba and chicken in going down to Black Rhinos yeah um, and and that sort of speaks to the fact that probably this this race is run uh, yeah. whereby when you when you miss opportunities like that it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily just mean that things stay the the way they are when you are chasing like that it takes wind out of your your sails it, it it's a, it's a gut punch for Dynamos uh, that they weren't able to take the opportunity and I'd like to see them dust themselves off and go again but uh, I'm afraid there's going to be some mental issues uh, after failing to take advantage of this. Harare City failed to score and they failed to win once again when their game ended in a goalless draw versus Bulawayo Chiefs. Bulawayo City perhaps with a surprise result of the weekend they beat Yada 2-0 a result that sees them of course um, uh, move uh, into uh, near safety. They now have got, of course, ZPC Kariba in their crosshairs as they are now level on points <laughs> with the Kariba team in the quest for survival. Wawa and Triangle played out a goal is drawn. Herentos continued with the good season when they beat Tenex 3-1 and then Manika Diamonds beat Cranbourne Bullets 2-1. What does it mean at the top of the table? After 25 matches, FC Platinum have got 52 points. That is six more than Chasing Dynamos in second and seven more than Chicken Inn who are in third. Manika Diamonds and Herentals College a Football Club have got 39 points. They are in fourth and fifth respectively. Highlanders after beating Caps United are in sixth on 38 points. Black Rhinos too have got 38 points after that impressive victory over Chicken Inn. Sitting in the relegation places, Wahoo are bottom of the pile Tenex, Harare City and Bulawayo City Fan Zone Get in touch with the team and have your say your way Operator Right, it's time to hear from you on 0731-0680-045. Off to Cheetown we go. Tatenda Makaya, congratulations to the Gems for qualifying for the World Cup. All the best at the World Cup. And these sort of uh, inspirational performances, Chris, and uh, repeated appearances at the World Cup and uh, tournaments that are televised and put in front of, of children. This what leads to an uptake in the sport. Yeah. And uh, the benefit 
benefits will be seen and felt in 5, 10, 15 years time. Yeah, and we, we need more sport that works in this way where there is a very clear trajectory in terms of what you, what you ultimately you can do with a netball career because it's very evident we've got players playing across the world in terms of our netball team and you've also got an opportunity there to represent your country ah. which needs to be very clear and I hope that there are structures that are going to be created for us to harvest all of this interest yeah. around the netball. I, I'll tell you something Chris because uh, yesterday I went to see my mom and then she goes ah. Nice. And I was like, no, no, no. Zambia. World Cup. Australia. So you see, but it was, it was almost like yes. an admiration. Oh, you yes. know what? Wow, they're going yeah. to Australia, yeah, and, and that's what we need. Because remember, it happened with the cricket. Yes, yes. It's a conversation that you wouldn't have had with your mom if they were not doing what? Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. Uh, let's let's be fair, you're a sports pundit, Michael, but netball necessarily mm. doesn't crack the yes. top five, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but that conversation is happening because of the success that yes. we are yes. seeing in that space. Yeah. So it, it, it bodes well for the sport. They're, they're performing very well. Uh, you don't tell us who you are, uh, but uh-uh, it's Jimu from Ngezi. He says, well done to the gems. All the best. Wish we would send the girls to replace the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Leave the gems uh, of the I love that. Uh, hi, uh, team Anze. Congratulations to the gems for qualifying. However, not happy that they are driving all the way from Pretoria. Wonder what Chris has to say about that. <laughs> Chris, your thoughts there? Surely, sir. come um, on, guys. We, we, we should be we, doing better. We, we should definitely be doing better. And I don't know who to lay into Zimbabwean corporate or the, the um, corporate affairs and what it, and sponsorship team at Zimbabwe yeah, Netball because we've had these issues consistently. The last time they qualified for the World Cup, there were last-minute attempts to make sure that they actually get on the flight and go in terms of funding. We're back in the same spot where the facilities that they were using to train were not the best. They're on a bus all the way back after qualifying for the World Cup. Cup. A national team mm. at this That's level? Bad. Come yeah, on, yeah, come on, come on. Anyway, they... They, they use them free tickets, drop guys. Drop yeah, back, yeah. yeah drop back to Harare. Yeah, absolutely. Free tickets for the national team is yeah. good adverts for the airline, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should have think. For me, we can go about saying corporates, corporates this, but I think the national airline, you know, from direct from the government, uh, yeah. something should be done. Yeah, yeah. Should be done. yeah. yeah. run an extra, extra service up, to Joe. Yeah, yeah. 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 even, even, even charter a flight. I mean, get it chartered and go pick them up. Chris Nkosingati, Masango from Parktown in Water. Says Argentina, how they are working wonders. Once whipping guys of the southern hemisphere, now becoming a rugby powers. If only Italy choose to play with the best, we could be talking about something there. Thank you so much for that message. We're gonna read just a couple more messages here. Uh, Anzi, what's up, guys? Did you see how Liverpool? Decollated and put Bournemouth to their fathers while standing on their heads and their eyes closed to Habinger, a consummate title ruction. Within half a stout, Bournemouth had already met their Waterloo, but the Reds kept their dogs on. They says, go play in the traffic. Liverpool aren't innovated. Thanks, Mutzimba. Your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The Big Leagues. 
The big teams. The Barcelona Premier Soccer League. La Liga. Serie A. The English Premier League. The Bundesliga. It all comes together with the castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. All right, your Premier League weekend results, which make very pleasant reading, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> Brentford, one all draw with Everton. Brighton, 1 0 winners over Leeds. Uh, Chelsea, a 10 man Chelsea, 2 1 winners over Leicester. Leicester in all kinds of trouble. Manchester City, 4 2 winners over Crystal Palace. Arsenal, 2 1 winners over Fulham. Still with that perfect record, they had to fight for this one, but managed to do so. Wolves, one all draw with Newcastle. And then Michael, Liverpool, 9. Bournemouth, 0. Mm. Which would you rather focus on? The nine or the zero? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to comment much uh, from, about uh, Liverpool at the moment. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know what, let's, let's start talking about early December. We're still fighting. I think a lot of people are going to eat humble pie. A lot of people. <laughs> Manchester United firing. 1-0 winners over Southampton. But here's where we want to camp out. Tottenham Hotspur striker Harry Kane has set his sights on chasing down Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League goal-scoring record. After his two goals against Nottingham Forest in the 2-0 win moved him up to joint third in the scoring charts. Still a long way away for sure, but I feel fit. I feel like I've got many more years left in the, in the locker, so um, yeah, look, every season I, I want to score goals. I want to um, yeah, be amongst those names we just saw there and uh, I'm excited for the challenge, you know. Uh, Alan and Wayne, two of the, the best uh, strikers England have ever had. So even to be in that category is uh, nice for me, but for sure I want to keep pushing myself, see how far I can go. And um, yeah, so far it's been a good start to the season. See. All right, like he says in that interview, he's uh, 29 years old. Uh, he joined Andy Cole in 187 Premier League goals. Only Alan Shearer with 260 goals and Wayne Rooney on 208 goals have scored more goals in the competition's history. And uh, Alois, uh, Harry Kane classically doesn't start get the fast start of goals that he's got this time. He's already scored four. So it bodes well for the season, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, he's always uh, there about. You know, he's a 20-plus goal striker. For sure, we know that, and uh, for him to be to be on four goals right now, it actually uh, shows that uh, uh, Tottenham Hotspur they're going to have 20 plus goals from him this coming season. If he can so stay they, healthy, yes, if he can stay healthy, that is. So they they need other players like Son and other players to come and chip in chip if it. they really fight for the top four because he will do his part. I, I've got no doubt about it that Harry Kane will do his who is going to play his part. The other players have to chip in and to supplement him so that they can actually fight for that top four finish. Tottenham Hotspur themselves, uh, Chris, doing well, but we've got to give an honourable mention to Nottingham Forest in this game where they looked like a phenomenal side and have looked really good in the games that they've played. Been unlucky at times, like in this game, but certainly Nottingham Forest look like they want to make a fist of staying up. Yeah, and I think when you're taking a look at the start that they've had, I think the start is always very important for newly promoted sides, especially from a confidence standpoint. They haven't managed to string together the wins but when you take a look at how they are playing I think is the most important component yeah. taking a look well. at a newly promoted side. Yeah, I mean they're playing on the front foot which is always exciting. Look at the scoring charts at the moment. Erling Haaland is on top. He scored six goals. Harry Kane is in second on four goals. Alexandra Mitrovic of Fulham has on four goals as well and Rodrigo has scored four goals. Uh, Luis Diaz of uh, Liverpool, Patrick Gross of Brighton and Wilfred Zaha of Crystal Pass along with Martin Ardi Order 
Odegaard, the Arsenal captain, are all on three goals. Now, Aston Villa manager Steven Gerrard has lamented his side's lack of quality in the final third after Sunday's 1-0 loss to West Ham United. A quick comment from you, Mike, on Steven Gerrard. It hasn't started well. Yeah, it hasn't started well, and I think he's on a very uh, slippery slope uh, at the moment. uh, And uh, I just do get the feeling that... uh, it may it may just lead to uh, taxi for Gerard. Yeah, I'm on this stage. I, I, I think he's he's struggling, and uh, if he's able to rescue, because the next two fixtures, I think they got what is it? I think they got uh, Man City and uh, um, Arsenal, or Man City or, and uh, Chelsea. They yeah, got two very difficult fixtures games, coming yeah. up. Yeah, and and uh, under the sort of pressure, and you know when when it becomes a concern is when the fans start to boo. Yes, uh, yeah. then uh, it becomes a situation where those that make the decisions begin to look up and sit up and say hey you know what we might need to fix it make a call yeah exactly so let's hope Stevie G can stay in the job but it doesn't look good for him he's now lost three out of the four Premier League matches that he has played in let's go to Spain the league that makes football all so beautiful where artistry and strokes of genius are the order of any day where the game is played with a smile and Luis Suarez adds some bite. Suarez! Oh, superb! Two goals in barely a minute. All the news from the Spanish La Liga on CFM Sport. All right, in La Liga, uh, Celta Vigo with a great road win, uh, 1-0 winners over Girona. As Real Betis, 1-0 winners over Osasuna, while Real Sociedad uh, beat Elche 1-0. Rayo Vallecano beaten at home by Mallorca 2-0. And speaking of Mallorca, Warrior striker Tino Cadewere completed his uh, one-year loan move to Mallorca. He's actually in Mallorca uh, for his uh, medical and should he complete that successfully he will be signing that loan move to Mallorca. First player in La Liga, which makes very interesting reading. Almeria, 2-1 winners over Sevilla. Getafe, nil all draw with Villarreal, while Espanyol were beaten by Real Madrid 3-1. Barcelona manager Xavi hailed the qualities of Robert Lewandowski after he bagged a brace in the convincing 4-0 win over Rayo Valladolid uh, last night. Night. Robert Lewandowski, my goodness, he has, uh, Alois, it's like uh, he, he, he was always there uh, yeah. because the areas he's getting into, the goals that he's scoring, phenomenal. He's a team that creates goals, creates chances. Yeah. And he, we know that he doesn't miss a lot of chances. So you can imagine how many goals he's going to score. He is going to be, I don't think, I don't, I, I, I don't think Benzema will beat him uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to the golden boot. Okay. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I think he is going to score more. Because they create more goals. Benzema, he scores opportunistic goals. Okay. Whereas, uh, Lewandowski, they bring he it gets to him. They, he gets into scoring <laughs> positions and they bring the ball to him and he'll keep on scoring. I look at uh, Lewandowski and uh, and uh, Haaland. Yeah. I think they will be going neck and neck for the European Golden Boot. For the European Golden yeah. Boot. Well, that's some statement there. Uh, Benzema will have something to say about uh, that. <laughs> but Barcelona themselves as a team, uh, Chris, the, the, it... The the draw I think at the, the as the first game of the season made everybody think oh it's not going to go well but since then Barcelona is looking absolutely solid. I think Barcelona is looking the way we expected Barcelona to look when you take a look at how they finished off last season when you take a look at the pieces that were added to the team I think it's all come together 
and we're going to be seeing some very, very beautiful food, football and very fantastic results as well from Barcelona. I think when it comes to the number of goals that we had known to expect, I think we can notch it up just a little bit. Have we seen Xavi starting 11 yet, Mike? Uh, not quite, mm. uh, because I think there's still a few ins and outs at uh, Barcelona. Uh, we're in the last three days of the transfer, transfer window, window, so uh, he's only going to really settle in uh, on his preferred starting 11 uh, in the next few weeks. But also, don't forget, there's also an element of uh, management, yeah. uh, of load, uh, physical mm. load of oh, players. Sure. So you see the likes of Jordi Alba uh, sitting on the bench. It's not mm. necessarily because uh, the young Bolde uh, is now the starting left back at yeah. Barcelona. No, it's just a, 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 a realisation well. mm. that we've got a World Cup tournament yeah. smack bang in the middle of the season. Uh, the likes of Jordi Alba are no longer spring chickens. Yeah. We've got to manage the load leading up into the World Cup tournament where Jordi Alba will be a cr- crucial player for Spain, for Spain no yeah, doubt. Yeah. And then make sure that he's still got something in the tank after the tournament for what will be the critical part of the oh, European season. season. Yeah. So there's an element of that. So I think a lot of clubs, not just Barcelona, but a lot of clubs, the bigger clubs who've got uh, several players involved at the World Cup, will be doing a lot of that. There'll be a lot of chopping and changing, giving youngsters opportunities. The five substitute rule, I think is going to be very important this it's season. Critical, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it'll be used to good effect. Tonight's matches in La Liga Cadiz, uh, host of uh, the Athletic Club, while Valencia take on Atletico Madrid. Off to Italy we go. The Nerazzurri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, he'll have a go. Oh, it's goals! Sensational goal from Pedro as Roma double their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play, wonderful goal, and Castrovilli 2-2 two two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful, the best of Italian football on Z. Well, Barry, before you, you, you carry on with the footy, uh, something caught my eye here because someone has said that at least they can't drive all the way to Australia. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a netball team. Then uh, Dr. Zengini has uh, sent us, of course, uh, a correction here. Thank you so much for getting in touch. As Dr. Zengini is at uh, a cut in Chinoy and he says that the next uh, World Cup will be in Cape Town next year. Chris, they could be on the road again. <laughs> I, if, if it if it becomes a personal mission, I will make it my personal mission to ensure that doesn't happen. To ensure that they fly down to Cape Town. Right, let's have a look at your Serie A results of over the weekend. Monza, uh, 2-1 loss to Udinese. Uh, Torino, won, 2-1 winners over Cremonense. Uh, while AC Milan beat Bologna 2-0. Spezia, 2 all draw with Sassuolo. While Salernitana was too strong for Sampdoria, they won 4-0. Hellas Verona beaten at home by Atalanta, 1-0. Fiorentina and Napoli playing out a nil or a draw. Lecce, one will draw with Empoli, while uh, Lazio uh, beat Internazionale 3-1 with a phenomenal game plan. Haven't seen tactics like that in a very, very long time. They were so effective. However, Juventus coach says Bianconeri should have killed off Roma when they had the chance as Roma striker Tammy Abraham scored late in the second half to earn a one all draw in Turin. Uh, we are disappointed. 
Was it our fault? No, it wasn't. You have to remember, this is football. I remember a similar game against Jose Mourinho's Manchester United side. We lost that game after missing seven chances and we conceded two goals that came from poor marking to stop crosses into the box. Tonight we risked the same thing. You must kill Mourinho's teams when you can. It's not always easy. If they are in the game, they are dangerous on set pieces. They are amazing. All right, talk there about uh, trying to kill the game off Roma, though. You've got to say I've got a bit of fight about them this season. Yeah, Roma, you can you cannot just uh, kill them off uh, this time around. <laughs> because they, they, they look like they're a team that can actually challenge for the championship. Yeah. You know, they might not win it, but uh, they will be uh, they're about in the in the top four. I actually think that they, they will clinch a top four finish and play in the Champions League. Because the way they are playing, the way they they have gone about their business this season, they look like they're very formidable. Mourinho's got them playing uh, in a style whereby they're all working hard. I mean, it's not it's not out of the realms of reason to find Tammy Abraham himself in the defensive third mm. working for the team. So that's a hallmark of his teams anyway. But now he seems to have transmitted that to the players finally. Yeah, I think when you're taking a look at what Mourinho's done with this Roma side he's oh, he's I don't know what the, what what word I can he's transformed it yeah. into a very um difficult side to come up against like you said this team plays completely with everyone playing and maximizing on every single opportunity and when you come up against a Roma side like I always said this is not a team that you can say we we should have killed them off yeah. you you cannot kill off this Roma side and I think that's one of the advantages at the moment is that some teams and their managers are still kind of underestimating them oh it's just Roma yeah. but this is not the the Roma that I think people have known for a very long time. Yeah, Juventus themselves had lots of opportunities uh, to try and uh, win that game, but uh, didn't take them. And you get punished if you don't do that. Quick run through the Bundesliga results. Uh, 1-0 winners were Freiburg over Bochum. Uh, 3-0 winners uh, for Bayer Leverkusen over Mainz. Union Berlin was too strong for Schalke. 6-1 winners they ran out, while Borussia Dortmund beat her to Berlin 1-0. RB Leipzig, uh, 2-0 winners over Wolfsburg. Hoffenheim, 1-0 winners over over Augsburg, Cologne and Stuttgart playing out a new all draw and then Eintracht Frankfurt a 4-3 over Werder Bremen in a very exciting seven goal thriller then Bayern Munich was spared the blushes of a rare home defeat at the hands of Borussia Mönchengladbach thanks to a late Leroy Sané equaliser for a one all draw at the Allianz Arena so they're not going to beat everyone 7-0 every single weekend our Bayern Munich we're back tomorrow don't miss the show may God richly bless you my story and I'm sticking to it Menande out and it's Messi it is the cleanest the clean finishes from the best on the planet the biggest sports stories Chelsea the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo my station your station 
Hi, this is Mike Madud and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.